Good morning. A little warm out there today, huh? It is cold. Salvation is a timeless moment. Baruch, in that first reading, speaks as though the Israelites are still in captivity under the Babylonians as they had been exiled in the year 586 B.C. They were in exile for 40 years. But our reading envisions a time when the exile is ending. Our selection from Baruch alerts Jerusalem that that period of mourning or exile is about to come to an end. They are returning to their homeland, a time of great hope, great rejoicing. Again, Yahweh can be seen as, an, seen as active in their history as well as in their daily lives. The people of Jerusalem are told to look to the east, to see the exiles beginning to return to their homeland because God has remembered them and is bringing them back. It is more than hope that it will happen, but that it is happening. This is one of the central themes of the Old Testament, but this has limitations. When our hopes are and can be filled in this time or space, in a sense, we kind of put limits on how God will accomplish. But God wills goes beyond that completed moment in time and calls us to continuous seeking, living out a spiritual journey in the Lord. You know, the vestment you look at is not just purple. It used to be, go back probably five, seven years, often we would wear blue, you could wear blue vestments, and I always had blue vestments. Because it differentiates the season between Lent, which is usually purple also, but Lent is a time, a sacrifice. We give up things, we do something different. You know, we give up eating or drinking or smoking or whatever, or we come to church maybe one or twice a week, or we do visitations in the nursing home or parishioners who are flying to their home. So it's a different thing. We do something penitential. Where Advent is more awaiting, awakening. You know, it's like when you're pregnant, you know, you find that day announced that you are pregnant. Then becomes that joy. If it's your first child, then it's like decorating and painting and buying all that you need for a baby's room. You know, but it's that anticipation. You know, most of you probably have your tree up, lights on, outside as well. You're beginning to probably make cookies and all those good things doing the shopping, wrapping of gifts, going to family or church or neighbor's functions of celebration. I've been to two or three of them already. Again, that's part. But you know what happens? 
Comes Christmas, they no longer exist. The tree comes down, the lights, cookies are gone, presents are done, open and that. Some returned already, some broken, thrown away. But what we celebrate is preparing I, preparing I, preparing yourself to once again to say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is the center of my life. And it doesn't end at midnight on December the 25th. It continues on and on. And so Advent is a time of anticipating, preparing, once again to celebrate that hope of life. You know, sometimes we think of our life being born, school, graduations, uh, job, marriage, family, die. True. But for us as Christian Catholics, it is that sense beyond. There is that anticipation that we will return as they will to their home. We will return to our home of the kingdom of God. It doesn't stop here. We have that hope, that anticipation. Paul rejoices and praises the people at how they continue to believe and promote the gospel good news. As a community, they have a real sense of what it means to be called and how they respond as individuals, but also how they respond as a community, just as we do. There's things you do at home and that. There's things we do within the church. Again, the color, anticipating. They have a real sense of joy. That joy often is hard really to explain. It's something that is known, experienced, and that is lived out. It is something not just now that, that that's it, completed and finished, but that there is something beyond. There is that future. Paul's prayers are that they may grow in love and wisdom so that they may know what is of importance for their preparation for the coming of the Lord once again. Paul says that he who has begun the good work in you will carry it through to completion right up to the day of Christ Jesus. Hope is now, but yet not filled. Fulfillment of that hope is yet to come. We hear a new hope in the preaching of John the Baptist. He preached that baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John becomes a messenger of hope for those who are in exile. Is that be the Israelites or us today? You know, where do we stand in our journey? Where do we stand, more importantly, in our relationship with our God? We pray, too, we will return home, be there. Isaiah and John both describe repentance as that leveling or straightening out the uneven and crooked shapes within our lives, lowering the mountains and leveling in to make it easier, easy for us to travel and come. 
It is God who levels them. It is God who calls us and leads us to that freedom and return to our home, to our life in him. Our faith is not just saying, I believe today, but saying that every day. Saying that every day. It's realizing our history of past as we experience now today, but realizing and knowing it has a fulfillment in the future, are waiting and hoping for that second coming of our Christ, that we will be fully received and returned. As we enter then this second week of Advent, we are called to a change of heart, a spiritual and renewal of our lives. And there you have, a, there's a spiritual renewal of, um, help me with that word, there's an app, Dynamic Catholics, I know. There's about a spiritual renewal that you can get on your app is one. And there's a blue book, I think, uh, Father Jim told me that you have available. Again, those things are just a reminder, helping us as you prepare your house and shopping and all those things, helping us spiritually spiritually to be with. You know, it is not I who live, but I who live in Christ, and that Christ lives in me. So as we come to realize this, then we are able to break down or get rid of those things that cause an interference in our relationship and live in our life as his children. We come to experiences as individuals, but again, we come to experience as we gather here together as this Christian community. It is a timeless movement towards our salvation. Again, John quotes Isaiah and says, All mankind shall see the salvation of God. May we know and may we experience his hope now and also that hope in the future. May we rejoice in his coming not only in this holy season, but every day. Every day as we walk this Christian journey with our God hand in hand.